Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Dom time. Good Friday. Dr. Ben Carson will be with us at 1230. He spoke at CPAC yesterday. Not sure if he's still there or not. But uh, Dr. Carson, even though he said it in a mild way, got into what is an underlying theme here at CPAC this year and going into the election the prosecution, persecution of Christians. He also talked about something that I want to lead off with. I'm going to play you the cut in which he talked about this crisis of legitimacy, how people not volunteering for the military. Now, Morning Joe and clowns like this have started a a counter theme, which is saying, why is this Republican Party so hateful of America? Now, can you imagine... Mika Brzezinski, these elitists and these others, the justified claim over the last 40 or 50 years has been these people. Now, maybe we're better positioned to say hate traditional America. They don't like that America. The America they like is all this inside the bubble stuff that is anti-traditional America and the values that made America great. That's what they don't want. But they want to say, if you call them on that, and this is the overriding theme, is it, is it not over the last 30 or 40 years, groups of people who either hate or don't like, in large measure, traditional America. That's when a lot of these cultural wars are over. That's when they show their hand and they demean or diminish people. They go after flyover country. They don't like that. Now, in their vision, they're loving America. But it's the America, a different America that they've created. It's the America of academia, Hollywood, and the like. It's not the traditional values of America. Listen to Dr. Ben Carson. And I'm going to play you somebody on MSNBC who I think illustrates this. She's on with a bunch of people attacking so-called Christian nationalism and saying, can you imagine there are vast numbers of people who believe their rights come from God, like Thomas Jefferson. Ha! And I felt like jumping down from the ceiling going, yeah, right? like Thomas Jefferson, stop the presses, lady. You want to debate Thomas Jefferson? Well, here, had slaves. Granted, let's go back to Thomas Jefferson. Where did those rights come from? All right, uh, listen to Dr. Ben Carson on this crisis of legitimacy. Young men, particularly young white men, aren't signing up in great numbers for military anymore because they don't want to fight for a country that hates them. They don't want to die halfway around the world to protect the borders of Ukraine or Taiwan or any other country on the earth when our own border is being overrun by the millions with terrorists and cartel members and human traffickers coming in every day. They don't want to join a fighting force that is more concerned with woke activism gender inclusivity, LGBT issues than it is with protecting Americans. They don't want to be part of an operation that spends trillions of dollars abroad while the small towns they call home are falling into dissolution and our communities are being ravaged by drugs and depression while their jobs are shipped overseas without a second thought. And they don't want to fight overseas just to come home to a country hell-bent on vindictive identity politics that promises to take what little social and economic capital they have left and redistribute it 
to racial, sexual, religious, and other minority groups as a pure power play by the radical left. Who can blame them? All right. Well, uh, Dr. Ben, uh, I'll ask you about that. And I'll say, Dr. Ben, uh, Mika Brzezinski blames you, buddy, at 1230. (laughs) Mika says you hate America. That's hatred of America. Telling people they're not serving the military. And Dr. Ben seems to be justifying that. He is. And he's right. Yeah, why do that under this administration? Now, listen to this wingnut. And I, it's the first time I've seen her on MSNBC, apparently an expert on so-called Christian nationalism. These Christian nationalists are going to run our lives. And I'll have something to say about the Alabama decision. And Dan, you know, I uh, don't have much stomach for Matt Gates, and I don't know, I don't care who uh, wants to dispute that, but he did a great job on CNN yesterday on the, uh, the IVF yes. situation with the Supreme Court. He didn't bash their Supreme Court who are following the law. He said change the law. So the legislature in Alabama over that dispute, which we'll play in a minute, is taking it up. They are going to change the law. But here's the thing. You know my mantra. Urgency. All right, we're, we're getting around to that. I uh, think next week we're going to mark up the bill, you know, all that talk. Do it this weekend. Meet. You realize you got to change this law. He makes it that you're anti-family formation if you're on the side of what the law is in Alabama. I agree with Gates. So they are going to do it. Is it going to take them six months? Are they going to let Democrats just mass die bomb them with this whole thing and put it on Republicans? Change the law. You can do it. You can do it in a matter of a couple days. Everybody sees the law is wrong. I listened to this MSNBC commentator tell us these people actually believe their rights as human beings come from God. The one thing that unites all of them, because there's many different groups orbiting Trump, but the thing that unites them as Christian nationalists, not Christians, by the way, because Christian nationalists is very different, Mm -hmm. is that they believe that our rights as Americans, as all human beings, don't come from any earthly authority. They don't come from Congress. They don't come from the Supreme Court. They come from God. (laughs) I'm sitting there saying, well, uh, somebody take out a pocket edition of the Declaration of Independence. Am I missing something with this woman here? Would she like to debate that? This is what she's attacking. Look, I I know the title Christian nationalism. I thought they meant something a little bit more severe than that. But she's saying not Christians. Anybody I know that's a Christian believes their rights come from God. How could they believe anything else? You mean to say these buffoons in Congress? Oh, thank you. Thank you. I got my rights from, let's pick, uh, from Nancy Pelosi or from Joe Biden or from uh, AOC or... uh, Rashida Tlaib gave me my rights. Oh, yeah. Not God. This is not the truth. But Rashida Tlaib. Or you can name any number of the rogues. The Dean of Decency, Dan, shouldn't we make a pilgrimage holding candles and being sackcloth out there to Montgomery County to thank the Dean of Decency for our rights? Not God. I wonder what the Dean of Decency would say. If asked that, do our rights, uh, Dean, come from God or do they come from Congress? Well, that's a complicated question. The last time you had me on, we started fighting over potholes and how to say my name. Oh, goodness. Decency. (laughs) That too. All right. uh, 855-839-1210. 
Now, this will be cut, Tan Dan. President Trump spoke to the Christian broadcasters last night. I'll admit it was rambling, a bit mangled. But why is this effective that he got applause at the end? Because they believe, and I believe, and you probably believe, there is persecution going on here from the Biden administration in many instances on Christians. Mark Hout would be not even Exhibit A. Exhibit A to me would be those clowns in Richmond and the FBI that were out there stalking in parking lots. You know, I, I was thinking of the scene in Godfather, Godfather 1, when they're in the parking lot taking pictures of the license plates when Sonny comes up, gets a camera, smashes it, then starts handing them $1,000 bills. Get out of here. Uh, they were doing that to people going to Mass on a Saturday evening that was in Latin, I believe. Oh, man, that's suspect. Here's Trump. And again, I, when being honest, some of this is rambling. But the point is easy to make here because that's what's going on. Let's call these brave Americans what they really are, persecuted Christians. They're being persecuted. And let's call their imprisoned and imprisonment. They are being imprisoned by Joe Biden and his people, evil people. He's surrounded by very evil people. They are, I believe, just doing whatever they want to do. I don't believe they have any leadership at all. Joe Biden, because of his gross incompetence, is a threat to democracy, big threat to democracy. To reverse these monstrous abuses of power, the moment I win the election, I will appoint a special task force to rapidly review the cases of every political prisoner who has been unjustly victimized by the Biden regime. Never again will the federal government be used to target religious believers. They are targeting religious believers. All right, this works because there's enough evidence out there. It's not just random. There's plenty of evidence of this. All right, you get in at 855-839-1210. So I'm not saying uh, the Brzezinski's, the Scarboroughs, whatever they go by, hate America, but they do hate traditional America. That's what they hate, and they've created another fictional America that they think is better, and that has to clash with traditional America. So they're spinning it back. Why does the Republican Party now talk about the difficulties America has? Now, I would caution We've had some of it this week. You know, Tucker Carlson, I don't care who says it or whatever, is a joke with the Russian stuff. I'm glad we mocked him with the subway and with the, uh, the supermarket. I'm not talking about that kind of critique of America in which we say, yeah, look at life in Russia. That's stupid. I'm talking about the contrast between real traditional America and what the elites perceive America as they want it to be and their left wing mob. That contrast, I think America is traditional America. And that doesn't mean an America that's discriminatory or anything else. 855-839-1210. So I'm glad Carson talked about that, and we'll ask him about it in a couple minutes. Speaking of military service, today is the anniversary of the raising of the flag on Iwo Jima. Maybe, boy, there's got to be a top 10 iconic uh Photos from World War II. I mean, think of the richness of that, six years of it, etc. So we're looking today for that all-time photo. Doesn't have to be war. Doesn't have to be anything like that. 
I'm going to take off the board, Dan. My favorite photo of all time. I don't see how, and I've studied it. I even told Roe, can't we stop over in Sarasota, Florida? They apparently don't revere it there. I'd like to bring it to Philadelphia. It's the kiss. Oh, it's a great one. And each time I look at it, I see another detail. I always thought the woman was a nurse. She was a dental hygienist. It gives you a sense of the formality of that age. She's got the headgear on. She's got the stockings. She's got the white shoes. And she's just a dental hygienist who, you know, I don't think they wear all that stuff today. I'm going to Dr. Benson's on Tuesday. Doc, I need somebody to come so, in So like she that. wasn't expecting the kiss? No, not, well, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, that well, I, yeah. wait, wait a minute, though. It's the end of Was World War II. Was it consensual, though? I mean, come oh, on. Oh, come on now. <laughs> I think she's enjoying it. The way she gets goes back like that. Come on now. Yeah. It was almost like it was staged. Yeah. Uh, how about lunch atop a skyscraper? I bring it up a lot. Um, uh, yes. but it, I was talking, I got a friend that's in the union. He was up uh, like 50, 50 stories working on some steel and just, just the thing that these guys still do to this day. I mean, they're, they're, you know, tethered onto the steel most of the times, unless they take their tether off, which is horribly stupid. But you had those guys that were sitting there eating lunch on top of a steel beam above Manhattan as they were building it through the Industrial Revolution. And, Don, there's a, a lot of questions about this, you know, picture as to whether or not it was staged, but... I mean, staged or not, I think the guys are <laughs> yes. still sitting on a beam, right? Yes. So maybe they didn't eat lunch there every day, but it's still a hell of a picture if you're up there without any protection. They're not tethered in there, just sitting there on a beam above New York. So Yeah, when you and I picture. look out the window and we see these guys working on a day like this, in downtown Philadelphia, what the the crane that drops some stuff, Dan, is about, what, 12 or 15 stories oh, high? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I can't even guy, look up at it. I can't even. I, when I walk by, I look down immediately. I don't want to see it, particularly when they're dropping stuff down. You see those like elevators that are made out of plywood? It looks like on the yeah. side of these buildings that they go up to to work on the framing. It's like I, I don't know how, how people have it, that kind of courage, man. I, I look up to them. Oh, tons of respect. Anything ever get built? My God! Then all the dust and stuff they were churning up that we complained about. When it was happening here, very underrated is our steelworkers. Even oh to this day. my God! Yes. All right, so hit us with that all-time photo at the end of your call. The question before we get to Dr. Ben, is this uh, pushback? He's an example of it in his speech where he, uh, Dan, did you say Dr. Carson is a potential VP? Oh, I've been saying that for a long time. That's right, you have been. I've, I, yeah, I, no, he, I, I think Dr. Carson has a great, he applies fantastically to right. women, um, especially in the suburbs. I remember when he was running, he, he had a lot. He was, you know, polling really well with women out in the suburbs, and I think that's what Trump greatly needs to capture. I'm going to ask him about it. Ron DeSantis, a discordant note yesterday, saying, no, he's not interested in that, and he doesn't like it that the Trump people seem to be interested in identity politics. Well, as much as I like DeSantis... If a woman in that, you know, somebody of caliber, and there's several there, is necessary to put us over the top, it's going to win Pennsylvania, then I'm going with a woman. Is that identity politics? Which woman has a name that's strong enough to have that kind of pull, though? Yeah. Uh, none of them that are there at the top are well-known. And See, our listeners know them. They're in talk radio. But outside talk radio, I don't think people know these people. Like, the only person I think is generally known is Sarah Huckabee Sanders because of her former role mm. with Trump. Yeah, and, and the father. Yeah, she might be known. Yeah. And because of the savage attacks on her. Yeah. And Elise Stefanik, I think she's made somewhat of a name somewhat. for herself. But not. Yeah. I, I don't think it breaks through to moderates and those yeah. we might be able to swing over from the left. Yeah, so, uh, and uh, the governor of South Dakota, Nome, 
is uh, not a known quantity either yet. She is to conservatives. Yeah, right. But I mean to not these to the, people, the, yeah, the, the average capture. person in the street. Yeah. Uh, that's what we're looking for. So we'll ask him about all that. Thrilled to have Dr. Ben back with his phone lines. 855-839-1210. Everybody's got an iconic photo in mind. Tell us the backstory. Why? You know, why did it appeal to you the first time that you saw it? There's art in photography. I mean, there's a million things that go into this. I don't know how that guy was just wandering along taking photos and the kiss happened. Dan's right, though. That's the modern view. Wait a minute. Did she sign a consent form? Was she late for dental appointments because of that? Damn, the world was finally, God knows what people were doing. I think it seemed to me the celebrations of VE Day were even bigger than VJ Day, which was really the end of the war because they had in their head, well, we're going to beat the Japanese now. And this was such a relief. Well, the light at the end of the tunnel, right? Yeah, it, it was finally a victory over that. I don't think people knew. I was saying to Roe last night, can you imagine if Harry Truman didn't use the bomb? And people found out about that. He'd be lucky to get out of the White House alive. I mean, that's what would happen. People were, of course, you had to use it. Each year it goes by, I grow to believe you had to use it even more. The evidence, you had to use it the second time. And they still were resisting. Tom Giordano Show. What a great day to have Dr. Ben Carson on, Dan, because I'm going to ask him about this Alabama situation, the fertility clinics i think three of them have shut down now or paused and this is another gift to democrats we can say it's all of it's unfair and it is the coverage it's one state it's alabama so here's matt gates on cnn last night i thought he did remarkably well by making the case what they need to do is change the legislation change the law so that the Supreme Court then doesn't have to go down this path in Alabama. And then somehow or another, Trump gets blamed that he's in favor of this. Every Republican's in favor of it out there. Here's Matt Gates. Alabama Supreme Court ruling that frozen embryos are considered to be children. Do you think that they got that ruling right? Well, I think the court correctly assessed the law, but I believe the Alabama law needs to change because the Republican Party cannot be the party against family formation. And when we're at the point where we're confusing like families like those you just had on with abortionists, like something is totally wrong. The people who want to have a family should have the government and the law on their side. And the notion that discarded embryos in, in IVF somehow turn these people who want children and want families and want the American dream into criminals is is really wrong. So for those in the Republican Party and the uh, pro, pro-life movement, as they describe themselves, who say that this is necessarily the next frontier, they're wrong. Pro-life means being pro-IVF. And I've worked side by side with progressive Democrats like Sarah Jacobs to make sure that our military members can have access to IVF in the event of deployment or other challenges to family formation. So you're always going to find me on the side of family formation, not against family formation. I believe the Alabama legislature ought to amend their law so that IVF can occur safely in in the Yellowhammer state. He was very direct. Uh, You know, he didn't do as I'm going to do here in a second. These outlier pro-life groups are outliers. We've been through this before. (laughs) We've been through this before with their six week demand and Ron DeSantis. I got to win Iowa. So I'm going to go forward with that. But I will tell you this, uh, some disturbing signals. I think he's too smart to do this during the general election. 
And I don't know how it leaks out, but somebody inside the Trump camp leaks out that President Trump favors this 16-week national ban. I don't favor a national ban. We were through this. If you're going to be consistent as a conservative, what was it we said about Roe v. Wade? This should have been settled at the state level. Making that national, as the Supreme Court did, was ridiculous. That was the argument. Alito got it right. I would be shocked if Trump comes out and says, yeah, after thinking about it, we're going to do a 16-week ban nationally. I don't think so. Now, behind closed doors, saying stuff and stuff comes out, he thinks out loud. That's one thing. But we're not going to lose this election because of some outlier pro-life groups. And if you're in that camp, sorry, it's about winning this. And that doesn't mean we're going to go down this road. Look at the damage already. I have tons of stuff here. They have pounced on this. It's in Alabama. This law should not have been written that way. Gates is correct. He said what the path should be. Pressure them. I'm talking about unrelenting pressure. I wouldn't even give the Republicans there. We're going to replace you in any way, shape, or form, but we have to, Dan. If you can't get the legislature to change this by March, any one of those that are reluctant to do that, we're taking them out in a primary. We're taking them out now, and we're going to stop this stuff. It's that simple. I, I can't. I can't agree with you more. Like when this happened, Dom, I was off. Mm-hmm. I got four text messages from multiple people in my generation mm-hmm. who said, "I I want to vote Republican, but now I can't. I've been labeled a murderer." Uh, they, they truly believe that this, with this one ruling, because right. they have eggs that are frozen, uh, because uh, you know, getting later in life, or you mm. know, one of my friends has a wife who has fallopian tubes that are you know a little bit closed right. compared, to, and so it, it's become a medical practice to bring the miracle of life to women who might not be able to experience it otherwise. Right. And, and a lot of people out there, four of my friends, a lot of people on social media and all, are, are furious about this because. It's stupid. It should be an easy, easy election for Republicans this time around. But a ruling like this is a shot in the foot because you just have a lot of people now that you just labeled as murderers that are going to hop off the train and vote otherwise. I can't blame the Alabama court as I look at it, though. I think they're following the law. Gates is right. They have to change the law here. I blame the Alabama legislature. Now, are we going to be able to get them? Why, why is this happening in 2024? Yeah, year? I don't know when Six they... Six months before. Right. I don't know when they put... Well, I, I can tell you why. This law has probably, Dan, been in there for a while. And then activist uh, Democrats were smart enough to bump it up the chain. They get in in front of this court. And in, I think Gates is right where I sit. I don't think the court was in error based on the law. Now, should they have said, we don't care... <laughs> about the law. We just want to beat the Democrats. Yeah, I might be whispering that to them. I think it's more of a legislative problem. So the issue has to be, get this out of here. And if there are people in Alabama that want to fight over this, let them know what the consequence is going to be. This just gives them the fodder they want, distraction. On every other level, this is an election they know they're going to lose. You let them play around with stuff. This is even worse than the six-week ban in its own way. Gates is right. Family formation. How can you be against family formation? How can you be that wedded to this? You want to take that position on principle? Fine. You're not going to let us lose on this, though. That that has to be the mantra. Are we united on that? So I'm going to ask Dr. Ben Carson about this. I don't know what he's going to say. 
uh, you know, he might, uh, Dan, be on the other side of that. I would be disappointed. Yeah, it'd be disappointing. But I also want to talk with him about being VP, and I want to talk about what he said about people not joining the military. It's making a good bit of news. He's here at uh, 1230. All right, let's go to um, Mike in uh, Fishtown. Mike, you're on Talk Radio 1210. Mike, what do you have on the photo uh, today? Yeah, Don, I, I told Jim, I missed the first five minutes. Did, did you guys mention uh, the raising of the flag at uh, Iwo Jima? Yeah, that was the uh, topic here. That's yeah, where that's it's coming from. The, uh, that's the point of a side question, yes. Okay, yeah, okay. My my backup is uh, Uncle Sam needs you, or he's put, sticking his finger right in your face. <laughs> Uncle Sam wants you. Yeah, definitely. That is uh, Uncle Sam. You can't go wrong with that as a photo over the course well, the of question time. question is, is that a photograph or is that it's a, a, it's a Yeah, it's more of a, a poster. Yeah, a we'll, painting, we'll, you know? we'll allow it for now, but we're really looking for more of a poster. All right, Dr. Picture, yeah. Dr. Ben Carson, a photo, a picture. Dr. Ben Carson is next uh, here. One of our all-time favorites over the last 10, 15 years here on the Dom Show. Dr. Ben Carson spoke at CPAC yesterday. Very uh, important speech. Talked about the crisis, the legitimacy crisis, among other things. Let's go to uh, Dr. Ben. Dr. Ben, welcome back to Philadelphia. Always good to be with you. Thank you so much. Well, Dr. Ben, yesterday, that was a uh, powerful speech, and particularly laying it on the line. I've been telling listeners about it. We played an excerpt. But uh, talk about this legitimacy crisis that you mentioned. Well, you know, our government is supposed to represent the people and supposed to represent the interests of the people. And, you know, when our founders put things together, they they gave us a constitution that would ensure that the government would, would do that. But in fact, uh, the government has deviated away from that. And uh, they seem to have their own agenda at this point. And it certainly is not one that most of the American people would agree with. So there is a real crisis of legitimacy there. Do they really represent us? And, you know, the Constitution uh, specifically states that when they don't represent us, we have the right to change it. Now, the best best mechanism for changing it, obviously, is learning to vote appropriately. You know, most people, when they go in the voting booth, they're just looking for the name that looks familiar. They don't really know who these people are. And also, we have to hold the feet to the fire in terms of the voting processes. When people say you can observe, but you have to observe from way over there where you can't see what's going on, we don't have to accept that. We don't have to accept it when they say the signatures don't match or the addresses don't match or, or a thousand things can come from the same address and that it really doesn't make any difference. It's just a small difference. We don't have to accept all of these things. That's part of we the people, and we've been the ones that the country is supposed to be about. Dr. Ben Carson with us. Doctor, you talked also, though, about uh, the reluctance of people to go into the military, and I know exactly what you were talking about. You laid out a lot of the reasons why. The other side, though, some of them like Joe Scarborough and people like that, they say this is encouraging hatred of America. That's their new narrative. I'm sure you've heard it. What, what's Dr. Ben's <laughs> response to that? Well, my response is that we ought to just use common sense. You know, what is the military for? It's for the protection of the population. 
it's not to be a big social test tube to test out all kinds of, of theories. And certainly, you know, the emphasis on equity in the military rather than the emphasis on excellence and personal responsibility is not what we need if we ever have to go into battle. We need people who are ready, who are vigorous, who are strong, and who are confident. Uh, Dr. Uh, ben, abortion, well, not abortion, but uh, family planning in Alabama is back in the news. And, of course, people are throwing that on President Trump, uh, Joe Biden, and others, even though uh, Trump's position on abortion uh, is has nothing to do with that, and he hasn't commented on that. How do you think we should um, debate uh, this issue as we go forward, not just the IVF in um, Alabama, but the overall issue, given the the media's uh, just this is what they want to go to and make this election about? Well, you know, the media and the left would like to drive wedges between people like they normally do. That's their modus operandi. What we should be saying is whether you believe life starts at conception or at six weeks or at 15 weeks, we're all under the same umbrella of pro-life. And we're all marching toward an eventual goal of everybody recognizing the value of human life. So let's not fight amongst ourselves. Let's take the victories that we have and use those to further the march. So that means, uh, in your view, then, uh, let's not be uh, boxing in with these uh, six-week abortion bans and things of that nature. Is is that where you are? Yeah, I'm saying the the people who want six weeks, the people who want 15 weeks, the people who want conception, we're all on the same team. Okay. We're all marching toward the same thing. Let's not fight each other, and let's continue to convert people, because you'll notice that a lot of young people are pro-life. Why? Because they've grown up at a time when you can actually see what's in the womb. And, you know, it's pretty hard, you know, at six weeks, you see the little eye buds and the ear buds and little fingers and toes and hearts beat. It's pretty hard to say that that's a meaningless bunch of cells. Uh, Dr. Ben, uh, speculation now about VP candidates uh, at CPAC and all over the place, uh, you are certainly somebody listeners would love to see in that space, particularly my producer. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I think uh, Donald Trump has a deep bench to choose from, and we're very fortunate that that's the case. And uh, whoever uh, he chooses, and I think he has very good sense very good political sense, even though he's not a traditional politician, and he will make a good choice. You've been around him more than most people that we have on in various ways. You were a competitor way back in 2016. What's your best insight on Trump? What is it that the media misses about him? Well, I think they miss the fact that this is a man who loves America. He loves the opportunities that is presented for him and for many other people. And he truly wants to preserve that. You know, I I recall an interview he did with uh, Oprah Winfrey about 30 years ago. And she said, Donald, would you run for president? It was interesting that she's thinking about it way back then. And he said, no. 
I really wouldn't do that unless I thought the country was going off a cliff. And it clearly was going off a cliff. And if he hadn't won in 2016, think about what would have happened. You'd had Hillary Clinton and three more left-wing Supreme Court justices and who knows what else. And we'd probably already be over that cliff. When you uh, decided to run, because every time I actually speak with you, I've never met you in person, but I think we've talked a dozen to 15 times. I just, my mind immediately, I saw a picture of you the other day as a young doctor and the miracles that you performed. I I still just, I I wish I were there to witness it. I don't think I would have believed it and your retelling of it, et cetera. So what motivated you to run for president? Well, you know, I don't believe it either. Sometimes I look back at my office and I said, you did what? Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, more than anybody I have on, I just think, how did this guy do this? Can, can just, I just point yeah. to one particular yeah. thing? It's the, the separation yeah. of the conjoined oh, twins that he God. did. It's like yes. it's fascinating God. that he was yeah. able to do that. And yes. Like, wow, Doc. That's God working well, through a talented, an extremely talented doctor. Well, you know, I would have had no intention of going into the political arena. If you'd asked me, you know, 12 years ago, I said, you're crazy. There's no way I would do that. But uh, after I gave the prayer breakfast speech in 2013, everybody was saying, you should run for president. And I said, these people are crazy. I said, if I just ignore them, it'll go away. But it didn't go away. Every place I went, people had placards. Run, Ben, run. I had over 500,000 petitions in my office. I finally said, Lord, if you really want me to do this, you have to give me all the things that someone who runs for president has a Rolodex with all the important names, an organization, a bunch of money. Next thing I knew, all of those things were there. Our organization was raising more money than the RNC. I, I want to uh, know, Dr. Ben, how do you maintain that humility? Because I was telling my producer, I was at CPAC 2016. And no lie to listeners, early morning, I was on 9 to noon then, but I was there at 7 or whatever. There were maybe 500 to 1,000 people chanting your name going all through the hotel en masse like a Congo line. When you have that, how, how do you remain a humble man as you are when you have something like that? I, you know, I would be off Congo line, dumb, dumb, dumb. Wait, well, because I realized that it's not me. It's God. And uh, you allow yourself to be used by God. You know, our country is in trouble largely because we've rejected our faith. And uh, you think about it, our, our founding document, the Declaration of Independence, says that our rights come from our Creator, from God. Pledge of Allegiance says we're one nation under God. Every coin in our pocket, every bill in our wallet says, in God we trust. And yet we're throwing away our Judeo-Christian values and principles that say love your neighbor, and instead we're trading that for hate your neighbor and cancel your neighbor if they have a different yard sign. You know, these are the things that are destroying our country. Well, Dr. Ben, for listeners to and for me, uh, last time we talked, you were heavily involved in uh, youth education in various ways. What occupies your time, or are you going to be full-time as a surrogate for the campaign? Uh, no. Um, I've done a lot of surrogate things, but uh, our main focus is with the American Cornerstone Institute which uh, focuses people on those cornerstone principles that were so important to the rise of this country. We didn't go from a bunch of ragtag militiamen to the pinnacle of the world by coincidence. 
it was because of those founding cornerstone principles like our faith, which taught us how to relate to each other, like liberty, ability to live in freedom the way you wanted to live as long as you weren't impeding mm-hmm. someone else's liberty. Community. Community was so important to this country. You had all these uh, communities of 100 families with nobody else around who not only survived but thrived because they understood the concept of the common good, even when they didn't speak the same languages. And, you know, if somebody got hurt, everybody else would harvest their crops, no questions asked, because it was their neighbor and they needed help. Such an important concept. We have to get back to loving each other, caring about each other. And our our strength comes from unity. And we, the American people, are not each other's enemies. And we're being manipulated into thinking that we're enemies, driving wedges between people on the basis of race, age, income, gender, religion, political affiliation, on and on it goes. And it's effective and it's working. And we have got to recognize that we cannot be manipulated into oblivion, which is exactly what's happening. And then also uh, one of the pillars is our respect for life from the womb to the tomb. And as we've grown away from respecting people, look what's happening to us. AmericanCornerstone.org, AmericanCornerstone.org. A lot there, particularly for young children, little patriots, AmericanCornerstone.org. Dr. Ben, please come back soon. It's a delight to have you. And during the campaign, we'd love to catch up. I look forward to it. Thanks very much. Dr. Ben Carson here on Talk Radio 1210. Yeah, Dan, there were like 500 people or more. It was a conga line they were doing at like (laughs) 6.37 o'clock in the morning. No other candidate, even Trump, had that at that point. It was around this time of the year in February. And I remember seeing this. It was uh, it was pretty incredible. It was grassroots. Yeah, he was. Uh, and I, I often wonder, how does he keep his composure? Because he gets a lot of trash oh, yeah. thrown his way, too. Like, good stuff and bad stuff. Yeah. And the guy has always right. kind of had the same demeanor. Well, we know how Alan West does it. You just don't mess around with him. I've seen him in person. You yeah. know? But Dr. Ben, yeah, how do you remain humble in the sense of that? All right. Hit us, too, with that all-time photo is what we're looking for in honor of Iwo Jima Day and your reaction to uh, uh, Dr. Ben Carson and that woman I played you who differs with the doctor. She says Congress gives you their rights. Oh, really? You're a Christian nationalist if you believe otherwise. What kind of morons would be it? Maybe Morning Joe would say that. The one thing that unites all of them, because there's many different groups orbiting Trump, but the thing that unites them as Christian nationalists, not Christians, by the way, because Christian nationalists is very different, Mm -hmm. is that they believe that our rights as Americans, as all human beings, don't come from any earthly authority. They don't come from Congress. They don't come from the Supreme Court. They come from God. What the heck? And nobody there said, what the hell, lady? Get off the stage here. Where do we get this woman from? Bring me somebody else in here. Man, if that were an inside story, I'd have to be just, you know, composing myself because you, you know, you really can't get too crazy there and come over the table. They don't come from the Supreme Court. They come from God. Dom Giordano show. So it's not only the raising of the flag on Iwo Jima today. It's the beginning of the siege of the Alamo day. And I've been to the Alamo. Uh, Riverwalk is right by there, Dan. I don't know why Philadelphia can't do if you've been to San Antonio. 
what they did there. It's tiny. It is tiny. This is not a grandiose type of thing at all. I with the Alamo? To, yeah, the Alamo. Oh, not I mean, the Riverwalk. Yeah, time. yeah, the Alamo. It's. Uh, I thought it was like the size been... like Independence Hall. It's not. No. no, I don't think nearly that. No, uh, it's tiny. Do I want to see? I'm trying to think of blocks the way it's laid out there and all. It's, it's tiny and it's. Um, I mean, you have a certain number of hundreds of men in there. You can defend that, but uh, you know you're defending just this little outpost, yeah. like you're in your living room or something. It is probably the most remarkable phrase, remember the Alamo, in American history, still to this day. And you heard Dr. Ben, we rifted on that, what he said in the speech about Americans not wanting to join the military. The other side says, see, they hate America. As soon as Joe Biden's in there, they hate America. I think he laid out the case, exactly what he meant by this and why people are reluctant to do that. We've seen that with various commanders in chief. But this guy, particularly after the Afghan withdrawal, there's a new book out. And the author says he interviewed all the Biden people. I think he interviewed Biden. There was nothing to apologize for with the Afghanistan uh, pullout because they did exactly what they wanted to do. Can you imagine that that kind of uh, resistance? And maybe it's true. They think we executed the plan. So what? It didn't work. But. That's the way we wanted to go about it. Now, we've been through that a million times. How wrong that is. I don't know if it'll come up during this campaign. We'll have to see. All right, but this idea of hating America, the other side playing with that, the uh, IVF, Matt Gates, right on point. They ought to change this legislation in Alabama today if they could. Get it off the books The court can then review it and say everything's back to normal and this issue is not going to be out there just praying for issues. And I know you can say, well, yeah, you know, this happens a lot, though. The other side, the media, we know all that. It's not about whining, though. It's about winning. And winning says what you do is you don't allow them oxygen to go where they want to go. Abortion again. Democracy is on the ballot and Dobbs. That's what they want to say. As best you can, you want to take that away. Trump has done a good job so far at taking that away and his position on abortion. And no, we're not going to listen to these outliers who want to have a battle over this. First of all, I don't think they're right. And second of all, how this is going to be meshed into the campaign, this is all that they have. All right, our entertainment guy, Scott Cronick, will be here about what he's watching. Uh, Brian Fitzpatrick is back from a whirlwind tour. He went to Israel, met with Netanyahu. He was in Ukraine, Zelensky, and he was in Taiwan. He's got a new bill that I differ with on the border that would get it done, he says, and then the uh, Ukraine money would be freed up. He's here at 2 o'clock. Coming up, though, uh, you uh, will not believe who is running for the school board. A guy who used to be on CNN, I'm shocked to have this guy, America's Hall Monitor is what Greg Gutfeld called him. That's all straight ahead in the big one o'clock hour on Talk Radio 1210. Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till three from Talk Radio 1210, WPHD.